gentlemen, please welcome your hosts, Alessandro Moscati and Jordan Jones. You are listening to the Film Discussion Show. Real View. It's a Monday afternoon and you are listening to One Media Radio and it's time for the Film Discussion Show. Real View. I'm Jordan Jones, alongside Alessandro Moscati, as always. That was a smooth intro, Jordan. I always do smooth intros, that's my thing. That's okay. my gimmick, I'm the intro guy. You say so? And uh, on this week's show, we've got a review on the critically acclaimed and uh, recently released film, Ex Machina. Uh, I've got a top ten list this week on the funniest film characters of all time. Uh, we've both watched Blade Runner, we're going to talk a little bit about that film. Uh, Doris wants us to do another film today. Oh, the old Doris. The demand is high. And uh, we're going to have our film news to wrap up the show. But to go on right now, we're going to start off with Alessandro's ambiguous film challenge. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't really know what that is, Alessandro is basically going to describe to us a plot in the most ambiguous way. And we've got to guess it uh, before the end of the show. And I, I don't know what it is yet either. I haven't even heard the uh, synopsis yet. So go ahead and tell us what it is this week. Well... In a sandy desert, a young man lies his way to become royalty in an attempt to get laid. Okay, um, don't Sorry. have any ideas yet. I'll think about that. Okay. Well, he's got uh, the whole show to think about it. Hopefully it doesn't go as bad as last week where everybody guessed it. And Jordan immediately. Yeah, it's bad if I guess it. Okay, yeah. so we're doing our top ten as always, and this week it's our funniest film characters. Yep. And I'm going to go straight into it with number ten. Number ten is Carter, played by Chris Tucker, from Rush Hour. Rodeo Drive. Do you know who I am? Detective James Carter, LAPD. My family owns half a Crenshaw Boulevard. I want a lawyer. You need a personal trainer. This license says 180 pounds. You weigh more than a damn car, girl. I have a thyroid condition. Well, stop eating thyroid. Look. Yeah, I'm not a film I'm too familiar with, unfortunately, as are, like, uh, what, 95% of films ever made. So I, yeah. I, I guess I'll hand it over to you. So Rush Hour is the uh, classic relationship between Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Yep. <clears throat> Jackie Chan's always in those duo films like Shanghai Night, Shanghai Noon, those type of films. Uh, just overall hilarious film and Chris Tucker is this I want to say sassy uh, <laughs> black he, like, he's it's like his comedian like persona is coming out in the film like yeah. we said with Jack Black and he's he's just hilarious and uh, he's a great juxtaposition you know the very American Chris Tucker against the very Chinese uh, Jackie Chan sure. number nine we have Alan Zapfer played by Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover yeah very well uh, you know some people struggle with that last name but not here on Real View we're professionals and uh, we're taking time Galifianakis okay did this last week it's not a cumberbatch <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I, I think this will be a favourite for a lot of people really if not a number one for most people we always seem to get this wrong like people's number one we're, we're not trying to guess people's right answers <laughs> here this is our own opinions no but uh, yeah can you tell character. us why you think he's funny uh, do you know what I personally uh, you know this is why I didn't really put it so high I don't think the hangover is that funny but you know Zach uh, Galifianakis this is uh, clearly the character which defined <laughs> never messing with I'm his standing, last name standing over myself here no um, this, is, this is the character that defined his career in my opinion um, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's because he's so funny or not but maybe I think we all identify him with this character I suppose he's very mentally challenged I don't know what you're trying to say about our audience <laughs> no, but number me. 8 not giving you time to take that back <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow played by Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean yep a lot of people are like this one I, I imagine he is a very funny character what we tried to go with this list is not necessarily com- uh, people in comedies or just funny characters and yep. Captain Jack Sparrow is one of the funniest characters out there he just he manages to save the day but at the same time uh, sometimes walk the border between a uh, 
antagonist and superhero. Yep, interesting character. Uh, very sarcastic, very... Uh, I can't think of a word now, and you need to say words on radio, so let's move on to our next Apples. one. Apples. <laughs> Number seven, we have Kirk Lazarus, played by Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. you seen Tropic Thunder? No. Tropic Thunder is the marriage between some of Hollywood's biggest actors uh, inside a film, inside a film. <laughs> and uh, without further ado, let me just play be. you a little clip from uh, Kirk Lazarus. Me, Tug. That's right. Now, Tug who? Tug who? I don't know. Who are you? Me? I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. What? I feel like the film description you gave for that should have been used for your ambiguous film challenge in all honesty. I know, right? You probably would have gone down a lot better. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, uh, yeah, you talk about this because I, I haven't seen the film as I say. So, are we talking about number six? or we Seven. Going to... No, we talked about it. Number six, <laughs> Otto, played by Kevin Klein, A Fish Called Wonder. That's one of my personal favourite British films. I'd go as far as saying it's basically a Monty Python film. It has enough of the cast in there. Love the film. He's hilarious. Otto, um, Kevin Klein is such a really confident person about uh, he thinks he's so knowledgeable he thinks he knows everything and most of his facts are actually completely incorrect and uh, it might land him in a bit of trouble by the end of the film spoilers not spoilers this well, isn't Jordan spoilers may or may not is what you said should we move on to number five which number I believe five, is one of your favourite films yeah of all time? I mean I pretty, pretty much pretty much made this list by myself yep. but it's uh, M. Gustave Monsieur Gustave Played by Ralph Fiennes. Not, uh, not defined by his accents as Alessandro on no. show. Shut up. Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel. Love that film. Actually, probably my uh, my second favourite film of 2014, followed by Nightcrawler. Obviously. And uh, he's just hilarious. Uh, he's whimsical, but um, he's also uh, very uh, very serious about his hotel uh, career. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't a great quote to put him in, but... Uh, we're going to go straight to number four, Jacques Clouseau, another French-sounding name, which I, <laughs> I was on point with, Jordan. Uh, played by Steve Martin in the Pink Panther. Unfortunately, I didn't pick the early one, just because I think Steve Martin actually brings us away. And here's a little bit of a clip. Ooh. Yes. You were acquainted with Yves Gluon? I'm glad he's pushing up daisies. He is not pushing up daisies. He is dead. It's an idiom. You, sir, as an idiom. I love that film so much. That used to be my like comfort film. I used to go. We used to watch it at least like once a week at my friends, and that's pretty sad. But loved it. He used to sit down in like his pink dressing gowns with a box of chocolate between them, and just have a big night, girls' night in watching the Pink Panther. Yeah, and Am I, I right? just realised that my second, uh, the second film I used to watch was Natural Libre, and I haven't put this on the list at all. <laughs> so honourable mention, Natural Libre. Didn't yeah, like that film too much, but uh, well, well, your opinion doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. So completely three. irrelevant. We have Peter Quill, played by Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, definitely great. He uh, he kind of made a whole new movement for the Marvel superheroes. He saw these very serious characters. Robert Downey Jr., maybe not so much, but Peter Quill, you don't take so seriously. And uh, I, I love him. He's one of my favourite Marvel superheroes on TV at the, at the moment. Could you almost say that that's the case for all of the characters in Guardians of the Galaxy? Or is it just him individually? Um, him more so, just because, you know, you follow, uh, you know... Maybe Rocket, maybe Rocket close second. Groot, definitely uh, like comic relief at times. But the other two definitely have a very serious agenda. While Chris Pratt has nothing but he wants to get money and maybe stop the big bad guy at the end. Yep, as we all do. Uh, number 10. Number 2, sorry. Number God, 2, This 10. is why you do the list. I know, this is why I do everything. Lieutenant Drevin. <laughs> Again, straight back to number 10. <laughs> Played by Leslie Nielsen. Naked going. Both agree on this. Love this film to death. Love this actor to death. Love this actor to death. So point, To the point where we actually th- think we might have killed him. Yeah, it might be our fault. <laughs> Did you realise he was dead? I didn't. I didn't realise he was dead until just now. We need to like. Oh, you shouldn't have admitted that. Moment of silence for a second. Great. <laughs> Number one, we <laughs> have Brick. You didn't talk about Steve. why. Doesn't matter. 
Steve Carell in Anchorman. Yeah. And uh, got a little clip that follows, and I'm sure everyone will agree with this. I'm Rick Tamlin. People seem to like me because I am polite and I'm rarely late. I like to eat ice cream and I really enjoy a nice pair of slacks. Years later, a doctor will tell me that I have an IQ of 48 <laughs> and am what some people call mentally retarded. <laughs> Dating profile tips there by Rick. <laughs> Steve Carell is just playing such a likeable, lovable little character, little goof. I mean, you know, uh, Anchorman 2 didn't get that big of praise as the last one, the first one though. he kept me through the entire film, seriously. I the only I was crying of laughter at his bits, and I believe it saved the film, in my opinion. I'm not saying that it was terrible. It was that terrible. No, it wasn't it was like unsavable no, part no, it's like not one that. actor. But, but for me, like oh. he was definitely the best part of Anchorman 2, and Steve Carell, he just, he just kills it in any character he's playing, really, doesn't he? Yeah, basically. Love that guy. Um, so, this past week, Alessandro made me watch a film called Blade Runner, which you may be aware of, from the 1980s. 1982 to be exact uh, just to give you a bit of trivia which you've written on on here got an 8.2 on IMDB and it is the 139th on the world apparently no you wanna... top 250 in the top 250 <laughs> IMDB is top 250 I'm going to play a little bit of a trailer and tell you what the film's about an experiment nothing more nothing more more human than human is our motto Blade Runner 30th anniversary collector's edition Blade Runner. We didn't watch the 30th uh, anniversary collector's no, well, edition, did we? Well, we're talking about. I'll talk we about. We watched editions. the illegal edition. No, we didn't. <laughs> we'll talk about editions uh, in a bit. So, to tell you a bit about the plot, uh, the whole plot centers around these replicants. Replicants are basically uh, replicant humans, AI almost. Uh, more, more, I'd say actually more human at this point than robot, but yep. uh, it's very. They look, they look just like me and you, and they'll they'll blend inside um, in the world and the street seamlessly. And there's people called Blade Runners, and that's Harrison Ford's character, who uh, chase down these uh, replicants because these replicants are only legal uh, if they're employed, uh, basically slaves, and if they're not, they're uh, outlaws. Absolutely, and this was directed by Ridley Scott, who you are probably familiar with for a film such as Alien, Prometheus, Black Hawk, uh, those sort of films. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely lost my train of thought. That's fine, um, but really, it's uh, we were talking about editions, and there's about four editions. The original edition came out, and audiences found it completely confusing. Yep. And uh, so Ridley Scott and someone else, I can't remember who, uh, got fired. A oh, man. Uh, he got fired off directing his own film. Yeah, I mean, that's how I would go out. Yeah. So uh, then they decided to put a voiceover, to which Ridley Scott was fine with, but he wanted uh, Rutger Hauer, who plays one of the replicants, to um, to kind of, like, give a philosophical feedback on the film while yeah. it's going over. But they decided to get Harrison Ford in and record a voiceover that literally translated the film word by word uh, in events to the audience and it made it very uh, pandering very simple or very it didn't do well then the uh, third reiteration came by it's called the director's cut Ridley's got nothing to do with that even though he's the director he was too busy filming another film and then finally the, uh, the edition that I made Jordan watch uh, called the final cut which is uh, Ridley Scott's baby and uh yeah, so uh, Jordan, verdict? Well, the original one was four hours, wasn't it? So you told yeah, me. Yeah, no, the original was four hours, and that's maybe why another reason why the audiences were into yeah. it. I mean, my verdict, I mean, we sat through only... Uh, by the way, we, we watched this individually, not, not with each yeah, other. Yeah, we, we try and spend we, as little time as possible yeah, I'm abs- This radio show made me sick of him. I, oh, God, don't even talk to me. But, uh, yeah, this this uh, this film... Yeah, we only sat through it for about an hour and 45 minutes, I think it was. It was an hour and about 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember how much the credits were. And my, <laughs> and my verdict is 
really that I know a lot of people love this film like I said 8.2 on IMDb <laughs> but I just I found it really confusing a little bit boring and uh, I don't think the acting was that great either it's just one of those films where I watched and then my mind just sort of drifted to something else and I couldn't stop that from happening and I'll give it this right for 1982, the effects are absolutely oh, phenomenal. Exactly what I was going to say it's am- they're amazing, aren't they? Yeah. 1982, you'd never see those like likes of a, you know, it was not it's CGI, but a lot of it was even sets and it it perfectly like acclimates you in that world. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. Continue. <laughs> John, would you <laughs> like to board. say something? Would you I'd like love to, to say take something. the audience? I, mean, I thought this was a two sided. This isn't actually my radio show either. I'm just a guest <laughs> on his show. I come in every week. Yeah, you're that's the how face of the show. Though, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Harrison Ford's such a great actor, isn't he? I I'm thought sorry. you disagreed. I'm sorry. I mean that. That's, that's exactly... I okay. thought it was awful. It was I thought like, that was coming from your mouth. <laughs> seriously, I think... <laughs> I think that if they just put a cardboard cutout of Harrison Ford in this film, it would probably show as much personality as he did. He wow. just bored me. So do you okay, disagree so with me on this? I'm, I disagree I'm, in a lot of terms. I, just with everything I say. No, I, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the film, but I can understand why people loved it. Um, it's... It's very. It's based on each person of the acting. Me yep. and Jordan agreed that the acting was a little bit wooden at times, but um, it's a world where you're completely acclimated with. You feel immersed in it because it's very real. You feel like it's a very futuristic world, and it's not as far as I want to say Back to the Future Two. I want uh, in terms of technology. It's it's technology you feel like could come in the next ten to five five to ten years. I'm going to disagree with you on that one because uh, the film's actually. It, this is me personally. I don't rate this by the film or anything, but the film's actually based in 2019, yeah. and uh, I'm telling you. Right now, we don't have hover cars, and we don't have cars shaped like triangles yeah, either. When that you was see, really when you weird. See a I lot of uh, technology. I feel in that film, it's very like steampunk industrial. Yeah, I can actually see that coming in the next five, ten years, even fifteen years. Sure, maybe not for 2019. I understand that's in like you know four years, but I. I still I like the film. I just didn't think it was entertaining. You I know? don't think it's as good as people say it is. Personally, no, maybe mean, maybe it's a nineteen eighties thing. Me and you were nineties kids. It was well before our time. I so. know, yeah, but I do like old films. Um, yeah. Just this one didn't do it for me. So it, let's talk about the cast. We've got Harrison Ford, yep. big name there. You know, uh, Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Okay, <laughs> Rutger Hauer who's in Sin City, The Hitch, uh, very very big name, and I actually loved Rutger Hauer's character in this as a replicant. He was genuinely scary to me. Oh, was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't figure out his name. Yeah. Towards the end, uh, when you see that passion in his face when his uh, replicant friend or maybe girlfriend yeah. uh, dies. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> Alessandro, spoilers. It's Jordan. Shut up. <laughs> um, that's actually generally a terrifying scene because you okay. notice the the whole film starts as like a crime detective sci-fi film. Towards the end, it turns into a horror film where Harrison Ford is basically out of fish out of water he's just not in his element he has replicants who are two times as strong as humans I don't know his character who was a character sorry was it Rutger Howard's Rutger character Howard, I can't yeah. what his name was I'm sorry. yeah me neither but I, I disagree I mean he was well acted definitely but I thought the character itself was kind of kind of bipolar because in some ways like you see him in some scenes and he seems like quite an affectionate passionate person and then when he's going after Ford it's like a complete psychopath well, like, it's because his best friend was killed what do you expect well yeah but I don't mean like you know because if my if your best friend's killed normally you go mental yeah. but this guy he didn't go mental he went like crazy and there's a difference between the two words don't <laughs> okay. like, he's, okay. he's, he was here's Johnny and the Shining crazy like not, not just hack and slash but <laughs> everyone knows that come on <laughs> So, uh, if you didn't know, there's a line in The Shining that says he is Johnny. Uh, Jack Nicholson says it, okay. and uh, yeah, I mean, Sean wanna... Young uh, was also in Ace Ventura and Stripe. Sean Young actually a female, and uh, if you Edward James almost big name there, Miami Vice. So uh, yeah, originally ran for four hours, based on a novel by Philip K. Dick entitled "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" Yeah, and maybe if I read books, I, I'd know what it was. 
Uh, just, you know, a novel about uh, androids and stuff like that. They're just never like actually... The in the film, they're never actually called androids. They're called replicants. But it, it because they didn't want to pander to audience, it's a yeah. little bit deeper than just being androids. They're actually very human. Let me uh, let me just wrap up what I think here by saying... Okay, let's I, wrap up. I'm not allowed to talk anymore about this. But I, I do I do appreciate all the films, and I appreciate this film from a visual standpoint. Absolutely, definitely, a million percent. But other than that, I just don't really understand my praise. Like, I didn't find it charming, fun, or even really entertaining. Just really weird and, and, and kind of boring and you know another gripe I had was 90% of the time the protagonist seemed kind of weak like he was getting his his, his bottom kicked or he was just running away but that's I suppose that's a non-point yeah um, no, I, I didn't, I didn't like it in the terms much. that they're replicants they're two times as strong I suppose uh, I think my final thought is if you like sci-fis you'll love this film uh, have patience with it uh, you'll love it but and it's if, a classic, isn't it? No, it's definitely a classic. And I'd almost go as far as calling it a cult film in some senses. I say so. But um, yeah, I think you'd enjoy it if you like sci fi. If it's not your no cup of tea uh, for all you British viewers out there and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, you know, that's my verdict. Great. Uh, seven out of ten? Seven. That's I'd give it a seven. I'd give it maybe a six. Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the studio Mrs. Doris. She's back. And How's she's... it hanging, homies? <laughs> there you are, Doris. <laughs> I'm doing very well, Doris. Thank you. Um, yeah, she's here again to tell us basically the uh, the, the plot holes for John, our uh, film. John, very rude. Uh, how are you, Doris? I am just chilling. How about you, home slice? This is getting worse every week. Seriously, this is this is just the worst. What? Part because of the she's show. learned English. <laughs> she's ambitious. God damn it. Okay, so uh, basically, well, Doris is going to give us a few words and a few scenarios and just a few, you know, just general. I suppose you could just round it up by words, really. And we've got to make a film out of it. We did this last week. It We're was done funny. Smashing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to take it to a few producers and see if we can get it made. So, uh, Doris, what uh, what film are we going to make the, this week? Vladimir Putin and Brad Pitt in the sun with aliens. Oh, is Vladimir Putin an actor? Uh, Vladimir Putin and Brad Pitt in the sun with aliens. I mean, I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen Brad Pitt in a few films, but Vladimir Putin, I'm, I'm, I don't think I've seen him in, in anything. Before. Vladimir Putin is definitely an actor. So, John, let's get into it. Vladimir in the Putin. Sun. In the sun with aliens. I think that yeah. ties in quite nicely. The sun actually. could be either the magazine, <laughs> the newspaper, <laughs> yeah. or. But let's go with the actual sun. So, Vladimir Putin, he's been in the war, you know, he's been in the war, he's been in the news. <laughs> He uh, he's probably trying to start a war, Jordan. Maybe. In our film, he's trying to get the sun. <laughs> and Jordan, he gets who he's teamed up with. The aliens. Oh, the aliens. Brad Pitt is forced in his... Because he's in the military. Yep. He's tasked with stopping the aliens, but not only the aliens, his true foe, Vladimir Putin. But you know who his second in command is, don't you? <laughs> no, please. It's Nicolas no, Cage. It's Nicolas it. Cage. It is. It's Nicolas Cage. Imagine <laughs> Nicolas Cage putting on a Russian accent. Can, can Nicolas Cage not be one of the aliens? Because I think I, he I played that amazing. I think he looks a bit like anti-human and he acts a bit anti-human. Okay. But in the, in What if that's the twist? He ends up being on Brad Pitt's side and at the end, Brad Pitt's in space alone with Vladimir Putin, the head alien, himself and Nicolas Cage at the end Nicolas Cage tears off his face and he's an alien <laughs> and Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt is cornered by three this, this sounds this sounds inception crazy right now oh it's I a film like... within a film within crazy <laughs> stuff I feel like this is going to have to be a bit like Blade Runner where we just you know, well, we sort don't of... like it Yeah, basically where we don't like it we have to keep reiterating it because yeah. it's so complicated the but yeah script rewrites and rewrites and rewrites yeah absolutely so, so what is Brad Pitt exactly if Vladimir Putin is Vladimir the Putin, president of Earth yeah, so what? Vladimir Putin as Vladimir Putin yep Brad Pitt as Colonel James uh, Rugby <laughs> player. Uh, <he laughs> Rugby's his middle name. Player's his last name. <laughs> yeah, sure. So it'd be what? Uh, rugby player. 
I think what, what I said his first name Colonel, was. Colonel James Rugby Player. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he is a colonel. Yep. I think, did I say that before? Yeah, you said okay, that before. So that's yeah. continuity. Yep. Uh, and he's been, he's retired, as he always is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but you know, whoever's, who's, should we have someone play our uh, chief in command? Yeah, our Sam high. Jackson. Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Making a, a return to our films. So it's a Sunday morning. He's up with his kids, like basically World War Z, yep. and uh, knock on the door. Goes to Colonel Ruby's place. No, yeah. Yep. Uh, he, he look. He looks at the door and he's like, honey, he's like, honey, who could that be to Brad Pitt? Yep. Brad Pitt says, "Who's the who's I the wife? I don't know. Who's the wife? Uh, Sam Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, I don't know, but I'm a check. It. <laughs> I'm a check it. So he goes to the door, and he's like, uh, what's his name? James. What, J- James? J- we need you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's so angry. He's so angry in all of our yeah. films. Like, anyway, so uh, turns out he's for the good of his wife and kids. Yep. he's going to stop Vladimir Putin and the aliens. Absolutely, and and uh, I mean, in order to do that, I, I imagine the climax of a film is that Vladimir Putin is in the sun, and uh, he's got Nick Cage with him, and he's got the aliens. Are the aliens on his side? Oh, on whose side? Vladimir's. Well, I think they're using Vladimir. Thinks he's using them. Yeah, but in fact. They're using him. Ooh, bit of a, because uh, he has a great position of power. So what does he lose his uh, sort of authority when we're over there in the sun for the yeah, big Yeah, it's like at the battle. end they're like they're in space and the finals are some some sort of spaceship. Yeah, and uh, it's an epic fight and. Vladimir Putin actually ends up joining on Brad Pitt's side when he oh, realizes wow. that they're actually using him, and he realizes, "What am I doing? I've actually been indoctrinated. I've been, I've been, yeah. my mind's been taken over by these people." And that shows, ladies and gentlemen, that war—it's—it's it's sort of a touching sentiment, mm-hmm. really, because you know, war—it doesn't get us anywhere. And when it all comes, when all put, come, uh, when it push when, comes when to push shove, push comes to shove, we all need to brand together. Whether you're trying to Be create, Putin create World War Three or take over the sun, or if you're just trying to have, uh, you know, a, a peaceful life with your wife who is subsequently Samuel Jackson and also your boss (laughs) you've just got to pull together and that's that's what it's all about but in the end the aliens take over and destroy the earth and uh, Uh, I think also uh, it ends up being Kim Jong-un's plan what Kim Jong-un's plan his plan all along. Yeah, he's, 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 he's with the, the aliens. Alien. Are we just like? This is a political story, right? Oh now? no, it's very political. <laughs> I think I think Kevin Spacey is going to have to be in it as the president of the United States. Yeah, if he wants to reprise his role from a Call of Duty game, I suppose was he the president? No, in that he or? wasn't. But he is in a House of Cards. Okay, well he'll he'll do his House of Cards things. Yeah. That's a bit of a spoiler, because he wasn't at the start. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. So Kevin Spacey, Samuel Jackson, Brad Pitt playing John Rugby Player or whatever his name was. John Player. That, that was it, yeah, I like. You're that. not John close Player. enough to be friends with him. Really, <laughs> playing by his name. And uh, you know, we've got Vladimir Putin. We've got all the pretty much all the uh, yeah. leaders of the world. If you want this film to be made, donate to at Real View forward slash at Real View yep. forward slash at. <laughs> All right, that was that was terrible. I hope Doris is happy with uh, our production. Uh, Alessandro, you have an ambiguous film challenge this week, and I think I've actually given it some thought. I think I might know what... I've got two films in my mind. One okay. of them I haven't seen, one of them I have seen. It's either one of the two. But if you just want to remind our audience what the film is, basically, he's going to explain a film plot in the most ambiguous terms, and we've got to guess what it is. In a sandy desert, a young man lies his way to become royalty in an attempt to get laid. What could it be? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's One Media Radio. You're listening to Real View. We're going to have a review right now, ladies and gentlemen, on Ex Machina. This is the fi- I guess a lot of people have been looking forward to this, haven't they? Uh, yeah, I definitely was looking forward to this, but it seems to be uh, one of the first or second in a string of se- uh, 
You got to say words on the radio, yeah, mate. That's it's how it works. Come on. Uh, the uh, AI, like computing AI uh, films. It's been an AI um, show, hasn't it? We've talked the, about Blade Runner. Yeah. We're talking about Ex Machina. Again, Are you okay. Not you sound planned. really down. Yeah. I was really down because I thought I was good with words. And yeah, I'm not. but you know, I mean, if this radio show showed you anything, it's actually that you you're not, and you should shrink that ego a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, so that was completely <laughs> unplanned with a uh, twenty if twenty eight days later. John, take the rest of the show. So Ex Machina, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I haven't seen it yet, have I? You've seen it. <laughs> take the rest of the review. <laughs> it's a about so, a man who is a robot. To give me a break, I'm going to play the trail. Hopefully, I'll uh, I'll come back refreshed. Over the next few days, you're going to be the human component in the Turing test. One day, the AIs are going to look back on us the same way we look at fossils. This looks very hit and miss, in my opinion. Like what I just said about Cloverfield is basically how this could be special effects. There's like no special effects. There's like the very little oh, on there. It's nothing like Cloverfield. Yeah. Also, there's not a big creature you don't see on the handheld camera. <laughs> Tell me what it's about then. So, uh, Ex Machina, as uh, everyone seems to be calling Ex Machina. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've been guilty of calling it that yeah, a few times. And in all the honesty. amount of times I, like, I get this little warm feeling in my heart when uh, someone walks in and is like, "Hi, can I have tickets for?" Uh, Ex Machina. Like, if anyone didn't sorry, know, Alessandro um, works at a cinema. John, you're ruining my analogy. God. So I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, hmm. Sorry, we don't seem to. Oh, did you mean Ex Machina? That's the one. <laughs> Are you really that? that much, I really am. That, that much desperate. of an e- egotist, like. Oh. Anyway, so uh, Ex Machina is a film about artificial intelligence, as I previously stated. And um, tried to stay. Oscar Isaac plays a. Uh, shut up. Do I have to put baby in the corner again? <laughs> Just turn my mic off for a bit. Okay. Uh, Oscar Isaac plays a uh, scientist, an inventor who actually, I'd say, basically masters artificial intelligence and right. gives life. Uh, you know, that's a metaphorical issue right there. Yep. And uh, we follow uh, Dom Hall Gleason, who well, is in Unbroken and uh, in the new film Frank of 2014. Yep. And um, he is going through the Turing test, as mentioned in the trailer. The Turing test is basically to uh, comprehend whether he's talking to a real person or an AI. And if you can't distinguish that, then the AI has done its job. And that's basically the crux of the film. I don't. I, I can talk a lot more about it if I go into spoilers, but I'm not willing to do that. Not anymore, anyway. No, not we, on films that have you know come back, come out in the past like five years. <laughs> this, that, that last bit you're talking about about him like sort of testing the AI to see if how they respond and what have you. That sounds a bit like Blade Runner in all honesty. There's a scene at the start. Yeah, which is... no, that's that's perfect actually. Um, Again, in the way it's called the Turing test, and the Turing test is. It's usually done without them seeing the subject. So, you know, they might be talking to a human, they might not be. It'll probably be a series of tests. Yeah. And uh, in this test, you'll just talk to her normally and just, you know, see if she can, if he can react, re- re- you know, evoke emotion in her dialogue. Yeah. It sounds like it could, could be could be compared a little bit to iRobot, maybe, with... Uh, it seems to be life. a lot. Everyone seems to be going, oh, I love iRobot, so I love this film. And yeah. it has uh, literally very little to do with iRobot. iRobot... I suppose in some ways towards the end, spoilers, I don't care, it came out ages ago, uh, you know, Will Smith kind of becomes uh, friends with this robot and sees it has uh, a life worth to live that's not just slavery and it's not uh, again, it's, you know, it's actually being manipulated and controlled. But in this, it's so much more human. You can tell that was a robot. And even when you look at Ava, who is the, ex, uh, who is the uh, artificial intelligence machine, uh, you, still, you still see a human. At one point... Um, she uh she goes into her dressing room and she puts on this dress and this like wig and you can hardly tell i mean she has like a, a, her chest upper her upper chest is a uh, metal but except for that you'd never be able to tell she's uh 
she's you know a robot I'll definitely see it just on the basis for it's going to be one of the biggest films of the year I imagine uh, I'd say maybe not it's uh, it's performing well but uh, overall when it comes to uh, my appreciation for the film it was diminished a lot by yeah. the audience I sat with really? it was uh, I watched it at 8.15 and usually that's prime time for a film viewing uh, a cinema especially for new releases and uh, the uh, audience was made up of one very a very loud couple and a guy trying to uh talk up for his girlfriend and make himself seem like the alpha male and this but, is why you don't go at primetime screening I mean, no i mean i thought it'd be busier so i i for a film like this where you need to devote your attention to in my opinion mm-hmm. i wouldn't go at primetime i'd go on like maybe a friday morning or something just because there's no people there but if it's like a film like the best cinematic experience i ever had in your life at this was when i went to see the doctor who 50th anniversary <laughs> of the cinema because but that, that. That, that, <laughs> that needed like that needed the audience that I had I'll tell you I've never been in a situation where I actually thought I was in a sports crowd people were applauding scenes and at the end they were oh, applauding that. yeah, that's a very American laughing. thing that you yeah. see and you never see in Britain you see people laugh together but people never you know applaud or people never people hardly ever go you know gasp in horror yeah I, it's it's cool to share that sort of experience because well, you know you go into the cinema, not yeah. the surround sound and the huge screen. It's to share that you know emotion and enjoyment with other people, and you don't get that in a British cinema, I find. But some people are jerks and just like to spoil it for everybody. Well, I suppose. on the other side of me, were a couple of jippos taking pictures, which obviously is illegal <laughs> at the same time. I, I I did spend half the film telling them to shut up, and um, it came to a point where my 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 manager said, you know, why didn't you just throw them out? And it's because. It's just it would have been too much effort to throw out half of the cinema. There was there was si- eight there was seven my people joy, together, and four joy, of them man. were the people who I wanted to have thrown out. <laughs> so it would have just been me, my girlfriend, and my friend left over. That 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 sounds fine to me. I, I don't know. Sometimes I prefer it, but that's not nothing to do about the film. Uh, we'll cut this off. It's directed by Alex <laughs> we Garland. Cut this off we won't. <laughs> it's uh, directed by Alex Garland. This is his directional debut as news. We're right for twenty eight days later and dread and the upcoming <coughs> Halo film. Um, Jordan, you need to stop making these sounds. You peek in people's headphones. Like. It's fine. People people like it when we peek because if you fall asleep during the show, they wake up and like, oh yeah, I'm listening to real. Film. Also, I apparently wrote, uh, wrote Sunshine, which is uh, the, the film we watched. That, that's not. The, no, we watched Sunrise earlier, didn't yeah. we? From uh, like the 1920s. I yeah, think. no, Sunshine <laughs> is the uh, space film where they're trying to uh, refuel the sun. Yeah, so Great film. looks really good. I'm definitely going to check it out. Maybe I'll come back with my opinions next um, week. Um, like you said, like you said, go watch it in an isolated screening. I couldn't watch it in the morning because they have very limited screenings. But uh, try and watch it by yourself or with someone who truly understands film because it was ruined for me. Definitely. What would you rate it out of ten? Just to close us out of. See, and t- try to rate it out of ten, not like <laughs> out of ten. I think I, I think if I'd enjoyed it more and. Um, also another thing I want to mention quickly do not watch the trailer watch the film don't watch the trailer because oh, yeah. it, it tries to influence you it's one of them if I'd enjoyed it more and it wasn't for the audience I think I would have given it a, maybe an 8 out of 10 but I think it fell flat on its face with the audience and uh, unfortunately I had to give it a 6 well, that's just a viewing uh, experience ladies and gentlemen yours might be uh, any might be better you know, yeah, check it out tell us what you think with. Tell us what you think on the Facebook page, uh, which you can do, and I'll, I'll plug that a little bit later. Uh, but right now, let's find out the answers for Alessandro's ambiguous film challenge, which everybody got right. Okay, so... Um, uh, trying, uh, just reiterate a question, and uh, I'll come back with my, what I think it might be. Okay, so, in the sandy desert, a young man lies his way to become royalty in an attempt to get laid. So, Jordan, you said you had two possible answers, and I'd actually like to hear both of them, because it's more answers than we got. All right, so... <laughs> so, um... I haven't seen this film, which is why I think it might be the case. I haven't played the game either, so is it? It's either Prince of Persia, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't know, or it sounds like Aladdin to okay. me. 
Um, but unfortunately, John, you're going to have to pick one, and then I'll one tell for you. two. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to play my. Oh, I want to go for Persia because I haven't seen it, but I'm going to. I'm going to play my cards close, and I'm going to say it's Aladdin. John, you were correct again. It was Aladdin. I'm like the worst movie person know, ever, and you and need to make me harder. It. This is this is horrible. Who else uh, got it right? Uh, another person. It was. There's no <laughs> point. I'm not. I'm not going to spend my time getting the Facebook up, stalling for time because people got it right. We should probably do something better than this. Oh, just knock my headset off. Okay, so um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to get involved in the show, we're going to come up with many ways like that, just doing the ambiguous film challenge or anything, or to just to keep in touch with us, really, with uh, everything that we're doing. And you can go to the Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash realviewradio, which is R-E-E-L-View Radio. Also Mixcloud? Mixcloud, yeah, where you can listen to all our episodes on demand, which is www.mixcloud.com forward slash realview. But we're doing this a bit prematurely because before we end the show, we've got the news and the first headline that we've got is Emma Watson has been confirmed to play Belle for Beauty and the Beast the new Beauty and the Beast film coming out I've got a huge opinion on that I do like Emma Watson she was named uh, Person of the Year 2014 Yeah, she, she's, uh, she's in the heart of the audience and uh, playing Belle for Belle and the Beauty I suppose she looks a little bit young for my liking but yeah. uh, maybe it's a younger iteration Person of the Year doesn't mean that much to me because you've got to bear in mind that Kerry Katona was once Mother of the Year. Okay, so the Last of Us movie has promised to be true <laughs> to the game. I tried my best to say yeah, that. Um, we're huge game. gaming fans on this uh, show and yep. uh, it's possibly going to be coming a gaming show next week. Uh, yeah. I mean, we might change it the week after, just yeah. do a different well, we're, sort we're not going to tell you. It's just going to happen. No. And... Um, I, I mean, I never actually played Last of Us. Uh, I've seen enough of it played, and I absolutely, I I, I'm, I'm, I want to play it so badly, but uh, I don't. It doesn't seem like it's going to be too hard to make a film of it. No, it's it's like a film. What people are on about making. If anyone's familiar with Heavy Rain, we are on about uh, making that into a film. Yeah. it's already a film. It's They're just making an interactive... a Tetris game uh, film. What yeah. are they going to? Oh, what dear. are they not going to make a film of? Well, I'm actually going to see that. You've got to see a Tetris nah, film. Angry Birds you? film. You're going to watch that? No, I watched it. It's animated, but apparently it's live action. How is that going to work? I don't know. <laughs> they're they're going to, like, you know, we work with animals. Like, Lassie, you worked with the dog. They're we don't work, work with real animals. birds, and real pigs, and just throw the birds at the pigs. Oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what no I want to see. No animals were harmed in the making of this film. Well, they might have been. I, that's what I want to see for a full feature-length hour and a half film, just just pigeons flying it like cows and what On YouTube, you. a home On video. YouTube. Fantastic Four trailer has officially been released, Alessandro. What did you think? Uh, I... You know my opinions on the old Fantastic Four. I hated Fantastic you Four. You and everybody else. Right? And I hated Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yep. Although, if I had to say something good about it, it was better than Fantastic Four. Yep. And now Fantastic Four trailer. And uh, I've done something I've not done before. I watched half the trailer and got bored of the trailer. So <laughs> it doesn't bode well for the film. And I have no expectations. Uh, and if I do have any, they're towards the bottom of this pit. Well, I think it looks better. I do. It looks a bit more serious. It looks a bit more artsy. I think it, it, it might not be good, but it might be better than its predecessors. Is, is, those, is that one of your opinions again? That's one of my what opinions. What have I told you about your opinions? <laughs> You're right. I'm Jordan. Sorry. I forgot. Mission Impossible 5 to be released five months earlier on July 1st, 2015. Yep. That's the first time we've heard in a long time that a film's going to be released early. Yeah. Usually it's you know, setback after setback after setback. This time they're like, we finished early, guys. Let's just get it out let's and done. Smash it out. Let's do it. Smash it out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people are looking forward to MI5. Um, I, like, I, didn't, I didn't see the like last MI4? one. I, I didn't see the uh, last one. Was M- it I'd like Mission Impossible 1. Didn't like Mission Impossible 2. Love Mission Impossible 3. And 4, in my opinion, was just great. I well, loved it. 
Yeah, I'm sort of. Uh, I don't like. I'm Tom sort Cruise. of taken away from it just because I love Tom. Cruise. I hate whenever I see Tom Cruise in the film, it ruins it for oh, me. But apparently, Edge of Tomorrow is amazing, so I need to see that. Okay, well, uh, Mission Impossible Five. Thing is, anything that goes after three sequels, in my opinion, is a bit of a turn off for me. I, I just, I'm not that interested. It depends in it. on the gap between the sequel Maybe. sequels. Sometimes they can, uh, they can revitalize, and like people have said with Dumb and Dumber Two, uh, apparently it's you know it's not a great film, but it's. It's still in the in the whimsical nature of the old. Sure. Um, the official TED 2 trailer has been released. By official, what I mean is, uh, if anyone's actually a loyal viewer of the show, you may realise uh, a few weeks ago we said that a TED 2 trailer had been released. And it actually wasn't a complete version. Like, yeah, it was un-CGI'd, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of weird to watch. But now the official trailer's been watched. Not really looking forward to it. I'll watch it. I didn't think the first one was that funny. I'm starting to fall out of the Seth MacFarlane sort of sense of humour. But Did I'm going to... Did you gonna... watch 50 million, or was it 500 ways? No, because that, that looks... It's, it's, yeah, I, it was terrible. Yeah, it looks terrible as well. I, but I, it was fun seeing Liam Neeson not play something, a character where his door was captured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like I say, Seth MacFarlane, I've, I don't know. I almost want to say he's losing touch, but we'll see. Out of this film, I, if this film's bad, then maybe he should just stick to Family Guy. And if you heard me saying that, I'm sure he'd strangle me. But uh, he I, won't. I didn't like uh, Ted, in all fairness. I no, thought it was funny at times. Mark Wahlberg's not his greatest uh, film, but it was okay. okay. So, uh, next bit of film, it, Martin Scorsese's new film, Silence, unfortunately suffers a death and two injuries. Yeah. Uh, they, had, uh, they were filming... Uh, live location and they had uh, a contracted uh, construction workers go in and make the place a little bit safer and I, I don't want to say ironically because it's a little bit in bad taste <laughs> the roof fell in and uh, unfortunately left two people injured and one unfortunately dead is there any repercussions for that or do we not know yet uh, never seems to be uh, they had it like, we, we watched Bridge Over the River Kwai and yeah. the, remember how many people apparently died building that bridge well a lot of things have changed since then I mean we've got new laws and everything and I hope this doesn't as, as tragic as that is I hope it doesn't like uh, halt the production of a Martin Scorsese film one of the greatest directors of our time and uh, we've got one more article yeah so Sug Knight or Sug Knight uh, the Death Row Records founder yeah uh ran over a man possibly cl- killing him during an argument in the movie set where uh, the game Ice Cube Dr. Dre other rappers were filming not sure what they were filming but uh, in a row he ran over a man Oh, right. Ironically, um, his uh, record label is called Death Row, which he may be on at some point for ki- killing a man. What's the... Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a disheartening, dark end to the show, really. All these people are dying. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what, what what's the film you were making? I don't know. No idea, but... It I was, was going to say, I didn't think you mentioned been, that. It said filming, so it might have been a music video, but still, not enough to... Uh, to warrant the someone's life, I suppose. No, no well... That's for news, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's all the headlines we could find. Bear in mind, this could be a little bit outdated because uh, we, we actually recorded this like three days ago just to reveal our secret right there. Do you want to tell people about the uh, where they can reach us if they want to tell us how bad of a job we did this episode? Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you again. Please go ahead and like our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash realviewradio, which is R-E-E-L view radio. This is most I've plugged this uh, website in, in one thing, but I love it. Who cares? Do we have a mixed cloud, Jordan? We have a mixed cloud, believe it or not, which is... <laughs> mixcloud.com forward slash real view and yeah I mean you know give us a like we're trying to build not really an audience but more of a community you know we want to, we want people to get involved yeah. in our interactive uh, segments and we, you know we want to get to know you guys and we want you guys to get to know us and uh, he's, he's, he's grinning away right so there so join us he knows. next week where it'll be the same thing we'll have a feature a review on the film uh, we're not too sure what's going to be out next week and we usually why have we not included that where we say what's out next week oh yeah week? I don't know um, well I, I I think we should do Inherent Vice next week Inherent Vice well if it's the newest film if it's too old it's coming out this Friday isn't it it's already out Inherent no no Vice actually no yeah it's, it's out oh no, it's, it's out, out last, last Friday, last Friday uh, from, yeah. from this Monday recording yes 
Uh, so yeah, last Friday that'll be out. I mean, I mean, I said this before. I'm really looking forward to her yeah. advice. Uh, you you think it's because Joaquin Phoenix? It's not me who loves Joaquin Phoenix. It's my girlfriend, so she's going to enjoy that regardless. But yeah, uh, we could review that, I suppose. Okay, coming it's very out, uh, very unprofessional for us to organise the next show on air, by the way. All right, coming out, Selma, Jupiter Ascending, and in the interview. Already seen the interview. It was okay. Selma, not a fan of Jupiter Ascending. I hate Channing Tatum's face. I hate Channing Tatum's acting. And you've been listening to Real View.